have a look at database migrations. And the database backend that I'm using in this episode is MySQL. However, a lot of this will work with Postgres as well. So the first thing I'm going to do is to create a model. And by creating a model, it'll automatically create the migrations that we'll need. So we'll call Rails Generate Model User. And when this gets posted to the database, it's actually going to pluralize users. And then we have a list of attributes or columns. The first one we have is a first name. And notice that we call colon and then the data type. And you can put mustaches with a number in between. And this will explicitly say that this string has a length of 16. Then we have our last name, email address, address line one. And if you don't explicitly say the data type, then it'll default to a string. Then we have address line two, address city, address state. And notice that we have again, the mustaches with the two. So the address state will only accept two characters. Then the address zip, which is an integer. So when we run this, it'll create our migration file as well as our model for the user. And then we can call Rails DB Migrate. On the right-hand side, I'm tailing the logs. You can see where it created the table. And one thing I like doing with my databases is creating some kind of seed file, which will automatically populate the database with what seems to be realistic data. So by default, you have the seeds.rb, and within here, you can put in all of the logic to generate the different kind of columns or data that you want in there. But in our case, we want to generate a lot of data really fast because we're going to be doing tests around our database and migrations, so it's good to have a lot of data in there. So in our case, I'm going to have a million records on our users, and so I'm looping through these in groups of 1,000. I'm then just creating a loop on the 1000 groups and I'm injecting into this empty array users just a list of all the different fields that we'll be importing. I'm then calling user.import, which the user.import is a method that we're given from the active record import gem. And basically this gem allows us to take a list of columns and then a array of the data, then allows us to import it in as bulk with one database query. So I'm going to call regdb seed, and I'm going to just let this seed through. And once the seed is finished, we can call our Rails console, and then we can just get a count of all of our users. And then you can see we have a million records loaded. So next, under the db folder and the schema rb file, we can see our schema for our database. So we have our table users, and then we have all the different attributes or columns within this table. So let's say if we now want to do a search on the user's first name, last name, email address, or zip code, then we could run into performance issues if these columns aren't indexed. And an index is kind of like what you see at the back of a book, where it has a list of all the different kind of keywords, and then the pages that you can find those. And an index on a database kind of works very similar. So when we create an index on these, it will take up extra database space, but it also will make searching on these particular fields faster. So I'm going to create a new migration. So I'm gonna just call Rails Generate Migration. And then I'm going to call Add Indexes to Users. And this will just create a blank migration file that we can then edit. And if we open up the file, this is what it looks like where we have this one empty method called change. So within here, we could just call 
add index, and then our users, and then the first name, last name, email address, and then the address zip. So back in our console, we'll just call Rails DB Migrate, and this will create a migration with those indexes. So we see that it's creating the first index, the second one, the third one, and then the fourth one, and it completed. And also notice that it also inserted into the schema migrations table, into the column versions, and then the value. So this way, our database knows, and our application knows, when we call Rails DB Migrate, that we don't need to add this migration again. But let's say if you're making a lot of changes on your database and you want to be able to roll back your changes because you're so early in your development cycle, so you're making a lot of changes and you don't want to create a new migration file for each little change that hasn't been pushed out to production yet. So while I'm still actively developing on this and no one else is working on this bit of code, so I can still make a bunch of changes to this migration without affecting anything. However, one thing you want to keep in mind is that before I run the migration again, I'll want to first roll back the changes. And basically the way a rollback works is that it'll read this file It'll look to see what was done, and then it's going to try to reverse it. However, because we have something that's always additive, it's not going to be able to remove the indexes in this case. Instead, instead of having the change, we could call up, and then we could have a down, and this def down is going to be called when we roll back our migration. So I'm gonna just copy these, and then I'm going to change this to remove index. So now we can call rails db rollback, and this will roll back that migration. And then you can see that it dropped the indexes, and dropping an index is always really fast. So if we wanted to keep this a bit clean, we could just call change, and then we could call change table, because this table should already exist. And then we would say the table name, and then we would call do and something like t, and from here we can call t.index, and then our first name, last name, email address, and address zip. And by doing this, whenever we migrate, it'll know to add the indexes. However, if we roll back, they don't know how to remove the indexes. So in our case, I'm just going to call RailsDB migrate. Then I'm also going to chain in a RailsDB rollback, and this will basically migrate the database and then roll it back. So you're able to chain these rate tasks, which is pretty cool. So now you can see that it's creating our indexes and then it dropped them immediately. So that works. So one thing I wanna point out is, notice how we are creating each one of our indexes, and each time it's calling a separate SQL query. And while this isn't a horrible thing, it does create some nuances that could be avoided. So in our change table, I'm just going to call the option bulk, and then set this to true. So I'm gonna go ahead and clear our screens, and I'm gonna call the Rails DB migrate, DB rollback, to just do the same thing where we're migrating and then rolling it back. So now you can see that we're adding the indexes to the user, and this time it's taking a little bit longer. However, look what it did this time. Now it had a alter table users, add index, and then it has another add index, so it basically just made this all into one query. And this can be really important because if you are using MySQL 5.6 or later, you are able to make this a concurrent change to where it's not going to lock the database table or the records when it's generating the index. And if you have millions and millions of rows, then it may take it more than five seconds to generate the index. 
However, keep in mind that we are working with a million records of random data. So this is actually still pretty quick. So on our table, we can call algorithm in place, and then it'll add in the indexes in place on that table. We can run Rails DB migrate and rollback again. Then you can see that it added in the algorithm in place. So let's say if you have a table that is extremely large and you do need to add in some indexes to speed up some of your searches. One thing that you're able to do is called lock none. And with the algorithm in place and lock none, then it's not going to actually lock your table or the records as the migration is occurring. However, I haven't found a way to do this in just the standard Ruby syntax here. Instead, I found that I had to create a actual query. So the easiest thing to do is to just run your migration that you want to add, and then copy what you want to create, and then come back into your application, and we'll just call def up. I'll paste this in, and then I'll clean it up a bit. And then once it's cleaned up, I can then add my lock equals none. However, it's not going to just be able to execute this. So we actually need to call the execute command. And instead of trying to make this all into one string, and I really don't like doing something like this where I have a backslash on each one of these, that still seems a little bit messy. Instead, I can call the left left and then dash. I can call SQL. Then everything after here is part of the same string. Then I can call SQL again, which is just the same text. And if I want to make it a bit cleaner, I can put a squiggly or a tilde, and this will just basically get rid of all the white space here. We can then uncomment our def down to roll back our migrations. So now when we run our Rails DB migrate and roll back, it should all still work. So now you see our execute, and it's running the migrations. It still worked, so it ran our migrations as we would expected, and then it rolled them back, except this time it passed in the lock none, which would still allow read and writes to occur on that table. So let's say if this was a very invasive change, and if we wanted to make sure that someone did not remove or roll back past this migration, we can call raise active record irreversible migration, and this way you can migrate it. However, if you try to roll this back, it won't work. So we'll run our migrate and roll back again. So it's executing the add indexes, but now we got an error and the error will basically say that it's an irreversible migration. So let's say you're working with a bunch of other people and you're still working on this add indexes migration and someone's been creating other ones afterwards that you've merged in. So the issue is if you need to roll back this particular migration, without affecting all the other ones, then you can copy this timestamp that was generated. Then in your console, you can call Rails DB migrate down, and then you can pass in your version equals to that version that we copied. And that'll roll back that one migration. And notice I did put back in the remove indexes. So I'm going to migrate again. And if I needed to roll back several times, so I can call roll back, but then if I need to roll back the past four files or something, then I can call step equals and then whatever number. So this would take back the last two migrations back just the last one migration. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you for watching.